From the newsroom at news.com.au. Hi there, I'm Bronte Coy. And I'm Andrew Bucklow. And this is the weekend edition of From the Newsroom, where we take a look at what will be making headlines next week. Well, we'll start in the Middle East, and the four-day ceasefire in the Gaza Strip is set to come to an end on Monday night Australian time. That's unless Israel agrees to extend it, which it has offered to do if Hamas releases more than the 50 hostages it's already committed to releasing. Still overseas, court hearings will begin in Beijing next week, launched by people who lost family members on MH370. The Malaysia Airlines plane disappeared in 2014 with 239 people on board. Relatives are taking the airline and Boeing to court, asking for an apology, compensation and the establishment of a search fund to find the missing plane. Okay, to entertainment news now, it's the Junior Eurovision Song Contest on Monday. News.com.au's Nick Bond is here to tell us all about it. That's right, Bucky. The 21st Junior Eurovision is being held in Nice, France on the weekend. Now, it's just like grown-ups Eurovision, but this one is open to contestants aged 9 to 14. And it's a bit of a training ground. A lot of them end up later uh, representing their countries at actual Eurovision. Oh, right. Now, this year's favourite to win is Spain's Sandra Valera with the song Love You. Um, at 12 years old, she's already appeared in the Bodyguard musical, Kids Idol and The Voice Kids. She's really making me feel very ashamed about how little I achieved in primary school. <laughs> Let's have a quick listen to some of her song. Not a bad song, kind of catchy. Yeah, that's right. Now, you're probably wondering if Australia's in it this year. Uh, there is no Australia in this year's oh. song contest. We did enter five years in a row from 2015, and we did really well. We placed in the top 10 every year. But once COVID hit and Eurovision sort of stopped for a while, we just kind of forgot to ever send a participant <laughs> ever again. I think we've already elbowed our way into Eurovision. We kind of don't want to push the friendship. <laughs> Fair call. And Bronte in Royal News, a bombshell book is coming out next week. That's right, Bucky. Royal biographer Omid Scobie's Endgame is an until Tuesday, but it's been making headlines for weeks. The author reportedly has close ties to Harry and Meghan's camp, and his previous book, Finding Freedom, shared plenty of fairly dramatic new details about their departure from the royal family. Mm. So, an excerpt from Endgame was published in People recently, and what we've heard so far are allegations that Harry was left completely in the dark about the family's plans as they rushed up to Balmoral in a private jet, which was organised by Prince William, in the late Queen's final hours, while all of Harry's texts to his brother reportedly were ignored. Mm. Scobie also claims that sources close to William say he believes Harry's been brainwashed by an army of therapists. So there you go. Heavy stuff. More to come. Can't wait. God, that's going to be spicy. All right, we'll be back in a moment with a look at all the sport coming up next week. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component oh, of that. I, I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. To sport now, the final Formula One Grand Prix of the season is coming up in Abu Dhabi on Monday morning. Max Verstappen will finish as world champ. He's absolutely dominated this year, winning 18 of the 21 races so far. And if you're planning to head to Paris for next year's Olympics, <laughs> it's quite a niche story, this one, uh, one of your last chances to snap up tickets is coming up next week. They've already sold 7.2 million tickets out of a total of 10 million, with 400,000 tickets to go on sale on November 30. Bucky, I was actually reading about the opening ceremony for the Paris Games 
the other day. Okay. Get this. It's not going to be held at a stadium. Really? Sorry, I can't let this opportunity to go by without mentioning that I was in the opening ceremony of the Sydney Olympics. Anyway, felt relevant. (laughs) It's going to take place on the Seine River with the 10,000 athletes all travelling down the river on boats before a spectacular final show in the Trocadero, definitely said that wrong, opposite the Eiffel Tower. There you go. Well, that sounds sensational. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's it from the newsroom. We'll be back with another update on Monday morning. Follow or subscribe to From the Newsroom wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's yeah. just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilant sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats, and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck yeah. to Park Lee Prison. Listen to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.